When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Alex. We're joining you about 10 days after our last episode and the 2023 New York Giants open training camp to fans has came and it has gone. And we went to most of the days and we had a very fun time. We were with the Talking Giants guys, Justin and Bobby, for most of it. Uh, but we were also also with ourselves, excuse me. Uh, and we had a really fun time uh, covering the team, and we were able to get a lot of support, so we appreciate you for that. Uh, everyone listening, everyone watching on YouTube, and especially on Twitter and TikTok at the Giant Take Pod was very successful. Uh, so we thank you all for that, and I guess uh, we thank each other for, for making the content accessible uh, to everyone watching. It's not like we just sat there uh, watching the practice, which we very much could have done, but we didn't do that. We worked very hard, um, you know, unfortunately, kind of, I feel like not even taking in most of the practices, just trying to get the content that we wanted to get out of it. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I do believe it was very much worth it. So let me go to Alex now, my co-host, my friend, Alex, how are you doing on this Monday morning? I'm doing well. Um, it's a, It's been a long week and a half, I guess you can say, where we've been there pretty much every day, it felt like. And the days we weren't there, we were, you know, doing stuff on the side, trying to make sure all the content was available and everything was out there and, you know, planning for the next days and stuff. But yeah, it was a, it was a really good week. And, you know, what I would say is if you are here new from, uh, you know, this past week and a half and you're checking out our first episode, I guess, uh, since, you know, the beginning of training camp, just uh, hopefully you enjoy today and hopefully uh, you stick around with us for the season. So that's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well and Josh, we can get right into it. Yeah. Well, right before we do that, I mean, I remember I actually said it in my, in my final recap video. I, I think you watched it like right at the end there. Yeah. I was like, I wish Alex was with me because this is what I said. I was like, you know, all of you new viewers that are coming in, this isn't like our, our, like our peak right here. Like this isn't like, oh, we do training camp for eight days and then we're done. We just stop like that, that we just once a year re redo everything. And, and, and it's. It's not that, you know, we're, we're a year long podcast here at the giant take. And, uh, again, if you're new here, we, we appreciate you joining us and we hope you stay around because we're going to have this preseason covered, especially with the games, with our 53 man roster predictions coming up right before, uh, they actually get announced. And then during the season, we have two episodes a week with a recap and a preview for those of you existing listeners. I'm sorry you have to hear this again. Uh, but that is the case. That's what we do. Um, and yeah, so so thank you for joining us if you're new, and we hope you stick around because we have a lot of content for you, especially in this episode, which now I will start with, and that is the roster moves. I'll go through them one by one, 
since our last episode, the Giants signed defensive tackle Kevin Atkins, who came from the XFL. He was on the St. Louis Battlehawks, spent last offseason as an undrafted free agent with the 49ers. Next up, we had the nose tackle Jonathan, Donovan Jeter excuse me, was signed while Jeff Smith, the wide receiver, was waived uh, with an injury designation. Now, this is not going to be the only wide receiver the Giants waived. There might be even cuts of wide receivers before we get to the actual, uh, I guess, cut down right on that Monday or Tuesday before the roster is set because the Giants have so many wide receivers to work with in training camp this year. So just because Jeff Smith's name is gone at the moment, it doesn't mean more are going or not going to follow in the next coming days or even weeks uh, before the actual big cut down of like the 25, 30 players that they have to do uh, at that point. And then finally, they signed, as the Giants did, uh, a guard slash center, Sean Harlow, who has eight career starts. Alex, do you want to uh, In cover terms here? of these guys, not much to say. Uh, we saw a little bit of Kevin Atkins in one-on-one O-line, D-line drills. He looked fine. Um, I think that's all I can say about that. Um, D-Jeter, not the first D-Jeter in uh, New York sports. I know baseball reference, Josh. Josh is fainting right now because I think this might be the first baseball reference I've ever made in my life. But and the last, and the last, <laughs> and the last. Um, but yeah, pretty funny there. Sean Harlow came in. He had some snaps with the second and third team. Uh, thought he was all right. Uh, a depth piece. I actually thought uh, JC has an has an hour right has an hour. Uh, had a really good camp before his injury, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. But uh, yeah, Sean Harlow's coming in. More O-line depth. You can never have enough, especially when the pads come on like they did this past week, and uh, you get a lot more O-line, D-line stuff going on. So overall, nothing too crazy here. Uh, some nice depth pieces, some nice big bodies on the O-line and D-line. And, I mean, I, I did the the roster moves, but I would say you start with the injury updates. That'll kind of switch up the flow a little bit. Switch up the flow. All right. So uh, the players that are still on PUP right now are DJ Davidson, Aaron Robinson, and Wandell Robinson, two Robinsons and a Davidson. Uh, so they are still on PUP. They have not been activated uh, over this week and a half of training camp. So that is something to keep an eye on. Uh, we saw all three of those players actually working out on the side during camp. So when their return may be, I don't know exactly, uh, but it is important to note they are still on the PUP list. Um, players that have returned from PUP, Sterling Shepard returned during camp a couple days in. Jameson Crowder and Colin Johnson all returned very early, uh, I want to say this past weekend, uh, last weekend I should say, not this past week, two weekends ago, there you go. Um, maybe day three, day four of training camp, they were uh, pretty much all back. So that is good news for the wide receiver position. There you go, three players uh, returning from PUP early on in camp. And then obviously Wandell still sitting on the pup list. So like you mentioned, Josh, earlier with Jeff Smith, you got so many wide receivers on this roster uh, that I don't think it's really a big concern. But, you know, someone like Wandell is someone you expect to make the roster, right? And he's sitting on the pup list right now. So something to keep in mind. And then we just got the news about 15 minutes before we recorded that Ashawn Robinson and Marcus McKeithen uh, were activated off the pup list. And they will be at the Detroit Joint Practices, which I don't actually think we've mentioned yet. The Giants will be at Detroit uh, in Detroit for joint practices leading up to their preseason game uh, on Friday. So uh, another thing to keep in mind. And then the injuries, uh, Evan Neal, who will be traveling to Detroit later today per Brian Dable, 
uh, has a concussion that he suffered on day eight. Uh, and then I'm just going to list some other injuries that are still ongoing. Jack Anderson with an undisclosed injury. He hasn't practiced for multiple days now. Ryder Anderson had a triceps injury. He hasn't practiced. Jihad Ward has an undisclosed injury, uh, but he was limited for the last few days of practice. So hopefully he is trending positively. And then uh, I kind of hinted at this earlier. JC Hasenhauer uh, has an hour. It was out for the season uh, with a torn triceps. That happened, uh, I believe it was day four, or day five of camp. So very unfortunate. I actually thought he started off pretty well in camp. Uh, so sad to see. And now uh, the center depth is certainly limited. Um, they did bring in Sean Harlow, but besides him, uh, the only true center on the roster is now John Michael Schmitz. Obviously, ha- uh, JC was a true center as well, and he had some good experience. I think it would have been nice for him. Uh, to you know, stay on the team, he probably was going to make the roster at the rate it was going. So unfortunate for him. Uh, you know, wish him all the best. Obviously, he probably won't be with the Giants long term. Um, but you know, a tough injury, and you know, wish him the best of luck going forward and a quick recovery. Yeah, Alex. The one thing out of all of those, all of those bullet points you just talked about, there's been a lot of injury news. People coming back, people going out. The one thing that I have to take away is from the news that Dable stated about a few minutes ago, like you said before we recorded, was that Evan Neal is traveling with the team to Detroit. I find that very interesting. I thought the Giants were going to have him stay home, rest, relax, recover. You know, the three R's, you could say. And he's just not doing that. He's coming with a team. I wonder if that's for um, chemistry reasons, if that's for uh, morale. I, I, I don't understand that because if you want this player to be 100%, I don't really even know if he's going to, like, is is an O-line going to start? If, if he's coming with uh, the Giants of Detroit, does that mean Dable's a waiting concussion, right? Like, he could just stand there on the sideline, and that's pretty much like he's recovering. But wouldn't you have him But wouldn't you have him sit at home and, and do that or use the Giants facility? Like, why have him risk further injury by going to Detroit? Like, I just feel like it's even worse. Like, it's just not... Like having 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 him go through that's just gonna cause like more headaches. I feel like like literally like literal headaches. Like going on the plane, taking the car rides all the way over there, traveling with the team, hearing a lot of noise around you with all the guys. I mean, if it's not bothering him that much, and maybe I'm just overthinking, but I just I don't know. I just thought it would be the right idea to just keep him home, and then when the Giants come back, I didn't even think they were gonna start him on on Friday. But if he's going with them, it looks like Dable's got his mind made up that if if Neil comes back and, and is, you know, cleared of concussion protocol. Not only will he participate in the joint practices with Detroit throughout the week, but he'll also play on Friday. And that's that's the impression that I got out of Dable's statement because I think it's either he stays home, meaning he's not going to do the joint practices, meaning he's not going to play on Friday. But if he's coming with the team, I think the minute he clears concussion protocol, he practices in Detroit and he also plays on Friday. That's That's at least what I got out of it. So I found that very surprising. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing necessarily. I mean, if we're talking about this first round pick that we want to make sure he's good. Um, luckily, I mean, he walked off with trainers. We were we were thinking of the worst, right? We were like, oh no, like long-term injury, what's going to happen? Concussions, they suck. However, it's a part of the game, unfortunately, uh, in this current time. And even with those uh, flesh, whatever you want to call it, the, the mesh, the rubber helmets that they use in training camp it still happens um so we were hoping for the worst luckily it's only a concussion hoping for the best hoping for the best <laughs> wait what oh we said, thought of the worst we were hoping you said for the hoping best. for the worst we, we thought the worst. you know what i meant we thought it was going to be the worst we were hoping for the best and and 
in this case, it's, it is one of the best cases, unfortunately, saying in concussion is that. But anyway, my point is, let's just, I hope Dave will treads a little lightly here and we don't go crazy with bringing Neil back. We don't want anything further. Um, well, what's the word I'm looking Nothing. for? Yeah, further occurring or whatever uh, to a second level of, of, do you have anything to respond to? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what I would say is, you definitely got to be careful, right? Concussions are obviously dangerous injuries, despite the fact that they do generally recover relatively quickly. Um, so, yeah, he has to be careful with Evan Neal. Uh, Evan Neal is going to be an important part of this team. His development's an important part of this team. So, yeah, you got to be careful. You can't risk him for uh, three days of, uh, you know, football with two days of joint practices and, uh, you know, one preseason game. So, yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. That's how I'll recap it for you. Yeah, and so for our, you know, people who weren't paying attention or even if they were paying attention, we have a little segment here where we're going to go over some training camp winners or losers. Uh, yeah, people who just stood out to us and people who felt we felt like, you know, might drop down to the roster or even maybe not make the 53-man. So we're going to talk about that right now. Okay, so our first winner on the list here is none other than rookie Jalen Hyde, who the Giants came up. They, they went picks ahead, right? They traded picks away to get this guy, this wide receiver from Tennessee. And everyone was wondering, why is this guy falling so much? Is it because he's fast but has no route running capabilities? Let's see if the New York Giants wide receiver proves them all wrong. So far in training camp, he's done just that. He's had very good speed, and that's been seen by our clips on NFL Rookie Watch. Uh, he's had fluidity and route running impressive, uh, or has been impressive as well. Multiple deep touchdowns thrown by Tyrod Taylor, Daniel Jones. There was even a day that High was with the first, the second, and the third team. So he's kind of been bouncing around throughout all of training camp. Uh, but the, the one, there's one point that remains uh, fluid throughout all of this, and that is Jalen Hyde has been impressive throughout the first part of training camp, and we put him down as a winner. All right, moving on to our next winner, we've got Daniel Jones. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a boring one, I guess you can say, but he's been impressive throughout camp. He's been accurate. He's been consistent pretty much every day of camp. Uh, you're seeing a stat line like Daniel Jones, 16 of 19, Daniel Jones, 20 of 24, Daniel Jones, 11 of 15. Uh, you know, pretty much there, thereabouts, above 75% completion percentage almost every single day. Uh, so he's been really good, really consistent. He's been finding his receivers, his new weapons, his old weapons. Um, just everything has been very good from Jones. And then his deep ball accuracy. We just talked about the deep balls to Hyatt. Uh, he's had deep balls to Slayton, deep balls to Waller. Even the ones that are completed, uh, his throws are pretty much on the money. So uh, a really good week and a half of training camp uh, for Daniel Jones. And I think he's been impressive. Yeah, he's really shown off. Uh, I think also he's been targeting Paris Campbell as well, too deep that I wanted to mention there. One more guy yeah. that you can think yeah, about. I forgot about him. So, um, yeah, new additions, like you said, and old friends as well. We move on to our next winner, and that's an offensive lineman, Ben Bredesen, who has basically solidified himself as a starting guard, whether that's on the left side or the right side. Um, and he's had impressive one-on-one -on -one reps every single time. He's just been really consistent, and that's what you want to see from your offensive lineman. So it's not only Andrew Thomas that's been standing out, although – Andrew Thomas has been standing out. <laughs> um, we had the clip the other day that, uh, that you know, Talking to Ryan's reposted, and and we saw, and I live tweeted when I was there at training camp on the last day, that uh, not only did Andrew Thomas win a rep against uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, but he shoved him to the ground, too, right after the rep. Ben Bredesen has, no, he hasn't had the highlight videos that you're seeing on Twitter of him absolutely throwing someone and shoving them to the ground, 
but there has been videos of him just not letting defensive linemen go past him. And that's what an offensive lineman should do. So he's had a very good uh, first week plus of training camp. And we'll see if that continues uh, throughout the preseason. But yeah, Ben Bredesen definitely has been a winner and a guy that has stood out on this offensive line for just his like really good consistency. Andrew Thomas is a constant winner. I don't even have him on this list. We don't even have him on this list because he just wins constantly. There's no there's no losing with Andrew Thomas, but our you know, he's he's always a winner. So yeah, I mean throw him in there. Why not? Um our next player here is Trey Hawkins, pretty much the star of camp, actually. Uh he started camp on the third team and then he ended camp on the first team. I think that's pretty much all you need to say. Uh went from the third team, not to the second team, to a starter on the first team in the last couple of days. His size, his speed, his awareness, really impressive for a late-round selection. He was a six-round selection by the Giants this past year's draft. Um, he's just been solid. He's been covering everyone, whether it's high, deep, uh, with his blistering speed, more seasoned receivers like Hodgins or Paris Campbell or even Darius Slayton. He's just been really, really impressive. Um, and I, no one, I think, saw this coming in terms of how good he, he's been so far. I do remember a few people, I'm, I don't remember who, so I can't give out the shout-outs, but there were certainly a couple people who were high on him coming out of the draft uh, in terms of, you know, when the Giants drafted him. They're like, this guy could make the roster type thing. You know, this guy could get snaps, but I don't think anyone uh, saw him being so good that he pushed Adoree Jackson into the slot. But there were other reasons for that as well, which we'll talk about in the losers section uh, for sure. Yeah, Alex, I mean, Hawkins, there's people on Twitter right now saying, do the Giants get the seal of the draft? Do the Giants get a gem in the rough, right? Is this going to be what we think it is? And mind you, he's only playing against Giants offense, right? He's only playing against one NFL team, and it's his own. How is that going to look in the joint practices against the Lions? How is it going to look in the preseason game? And that's going to be something we talk about, you know, not to plug or anything, but in our preview to the Lions-Giants preseason game that's going to be coming out probably sometime later this week. Well, it will be coming out sometime later this week, whether it's a podcast episode or a YouTube video. Uh, but, you know, when we talk about guys who are looking forward to watching in that game, Trey Hawkins is going to be one of them. How does he fare against other opponents? Not in college, right? That's all we've seen against the Giants. But against the Giants, he's been absolutely phenomenal and a fun guy to watch. There's been the talks about the PI, you know, holding defenders. I just think that's part of the game, man. I mean, we'll see again in the preseason game how he gets called. If there's a lot of pass uh, PI calls, you know, with the tugging, he t- he likes to tug the shirt. He's kind definitely of, handsy. He's definitely handsy. He's definitely handsy, but I just think that's part of the game. However, we'll have to see how he faces against not New York Giants training camp practice reps, right? Um, our next winner here is who, what he should be a winner and what he's paid to be a winner for the top paid tight end in the NFL, Darren Waller, the new addition for this team and for the Giants offense, and for Daniel Jones, who that has been his favorite target throughout live drills with 19 catches. He's very smooth. He just operates at a different level on the field. Maybe it's because of his height mixed with his size, like built-wise, and mixed with his speed. But he's just like an all-around package. You know, people have been calling him a unicorn because that just looks, that's just what he is. I mean, he won practically every rep during training camp, whether it's those shallow crossers, whether it's the, the cuts right into the middle of the field. We haven't really seen many deep looks for Waller because he doesn't need to get open deep. He just does literally a slant in cut to the left side or to the right side, depending on which side of the field he's on, and you'll find him in the middle. He's been beating linebackers. He's been beating safeties. He's been beating cornerbacks. No one can cover him. It's actually, it looks like it's impossible to cover him. 
And well, again, we'll have to see if that changes during preseason or uh, during the regular season. If the Giants play him during the preseason, we'll see. Uh, but just Waller has been fun to watch because he just always gets open. No one has been able to cover him. And that has been the main takeaway uh, for the tight end. And moving on to another Giants uh, weapon addition, Paris Campbell coming over from the Colts. He's been impressive. He's had good route running, good hands, stuff you've expected from him uh, based on last season. His connections with Jones have been strong already. Uh, he, you know, he's talked about that in press conferences, how he feels like that relationship's building really quickly. He had the fourth most catches uh, this training camp in live drills with 12. I just overall, he missed a couple days too. So that's something to note, right? He missed, I believe, two days of practice. And uh, he still was the fourth, uh, you know, favorite target of Daniel Jones. So I, I enjoyed watching him at camp. I thought he was impressive, even in individual drills, just with the wide receiver. He seemed so quick, uh, agile, uh, a really good start to camp uh, and start to his Giants career uh, for Paris Campbell. Next up on the list, we go back to defense safety. Jason Pinnock solidified himself as a starter next to Xavier McKinney. And he also had that crazy one-handed interception to end. I forget which day it was, but it was to end one of the practices, I think, last weekend. Maybe it was four or five. Uh, that was on the Giants' Twitter. If you wanted to, you could check that out. But it was absolutely insane uh, for him to get up there, not only get up there, but make that completely one-handed catch. So Pinnock has just been consistent again. Another guy that has just been slotted into the first team, and he has just done really well on that spot. Yeah, um, moving on now to Darius Slayton. Um, he has been great as well. I think kind of overshadowed uh, by Waller and Campbell and even Saquon for that matter. But he's kept up with those guys uh, with the third most catches with 14. He's had 14 catches in live drills. He's had a whole bunch of impressive deep catches. Um, you know, he's been working with the first team. He's been working with the second team, uh, mostly the first team. He started pretty much every he has started every single practice. So. Uh, you know, he's been keeping up. Uh, he got that new contract, obviously, which he worked hard for uh, this past regular season. And uh, it doesn't seem like he's slowing down in that connection with Jones. I feel like is always going to be there uh, after they came into the league together in 2019. Next up here, we have another wide receiver, Colin Johnson, who came back from the pup list and immediately made an impact on the second team, which is what he's been sticking with so far with Tyrod Taylor. We'll see if that changes and how he plays again in the preseason game against the Lions next week. But uh, or I guess this week, but he's just been impressive in the one-on-one drills and also during 11-11s and 7-on-7 team drills with his contested catches, Uh, whether it's been along the sideline or in the middle of the field. Johnson's just been impressive. And this is a guy, though, that you look at the roster and you see if you can put the puzzle pieces together and fit Johnson in one of those 53. That's going to be the question that comes down to it between the, you know, Brian Dable, the head coach of the New York Giants, Mike Kako, the offensive coordinator, and the entire front office. Does Johnson have a spot? So far, he's definitely proved it, right? He's done everything in his power to do it. It's a matter of the front office now to see if he can fit him in there. But yeah, Johnson's one of those names that has definitely stood out so far uh, in training camp. Uh, A late winner here, I think, really solidified his winner status on the last couple days of practice with the Evan Neal injury. Uh, Matt Parrott, he came in for Evan Neal uh, on that day. He got injured. He did a solid job, I felt, in live drills. And then the next day, um, he was the starter, obviously, with Evan Neal out, meaning that he is the clear swing tackle. Tyree Phillips has been playing a lot at guard. Corey Cunningham at guard, we've seen. So a lot of these guys uh, who are kind of the competition at that swing tackle spot have been shifting over to guard or have been behind Parrott in the depth chart. So Parrott came in. He did pretty good in one-on-one drills. 
Uh, we saw him against Zimenez. We saw him against uh, Thibodeau, even, who he didn't, uh, I thought it was a pretty even matchup. So overall, Matt Parrott's been pretty good this offseason um, and at training camp. And I think he's been impressive and he's solidified himself as a starting guard at this point or starting t uh, swing tackle, excuse me, at this point in time. Obviously, more competition could be brought in at that spot. One of the weaker spots on the roster for sure. But, uh, you know, with his performances, I think he's kind of assuring the Giants that he could do a job at that spot. OK, and our final winner here of training camp open training camp 2023 he's on the defensive side of the ball it's micah mcfadden started camp second fiddle to last year's training camp standout darian beavers but by the end of camp he was getting the majority of starting reps him and beavers throughout basically the entire camp on 50 50 however mcfadden pulled ahead right there at the end uh, of camp it's going to be interesting how the giants kind of use both of those weapons especially since they're both young they both have a lot of um energy I guess you could say or you would you would hope that they have uh, a lot I'm, what, what am I trying to think of like the word um, like that they use in FIFA for the players uh, not energy but like um, not pace either but you know what I mean I where it's no a, idea. you have no idea what I'm trying to say well what sure stuff like that what I'm trying to say is what I'm trying to say is they won't get tired because they're younger is what I was Stamina. trying to go at thank you and um they use that in FIFA. I'm not wrong. They do. They use that in every game, actually. Madden, 2K. That is true. So what I'm thinking is I'm I'm interested to see how the Giants put the rest between those guys in the regular season. But I'm going to stop talking about McFadden now because I'm having trouble finding words. So we're going to go to the losers, unfortunately. And I hate calling these guys losers, by the way, too. It always sucks. But they it, it, it is, it is it for is reasons crazy. that are... Yeah, it's for reasons that are obvious because they just had trouble during during camp, unfortunately. Yeah, um, our first loser here is Darnay Holmes. Um, I think probably everyone has him on their list. Um, despite being first out on the practice field literally every single day, so props to him, um, he definitely struggled to keep up with pretty much every receiver he faced. He seemed lost in the slot. It was like he was a completely different player uh, in camp so far than we've seen from him in the past uh, and definitely really, really struggled in the slot. So unfortunate to see, but hopefully he picks it up now uh, with the rest of the offseason before cutdowns. And, you know, best of luck to him, obviously, going forward. Yeah, unfortunately, we have another cornerback on this list, and that's Cordell Flott. With Darnay Holmes struggling, Flott didn't really step up at all to fill his void whatsoever. Uh, Adoree Jackson ended up moving to the slot, actually, due to the poor performance of both the nickel cornerbacks. We're going to have to see how this goes again throughout training camp. Cordell Flott, Darnay Holmes, uh, we hope they stop up their game. We hope they do better. If not, Good though, we... So far. <laughs> if uh, if not, though, we do have Trey Hawkins. That That is the one exciting piece that we do have. Now, I'm not saying that two wrongs make a right, uh, but I am saying that there is a little bit of upside when it comes to the defensive backs to look forward to. So that's... That's at least something uh, that's bright. There you go. Um, moving now to the offense, we've got Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a huge loser here. Um, he was oddly inaccurate at times throughout camp, uh, especially the deep ball. It felt like he was really inaccurate. Um, he had good command of the offense, that's for sure, uh, with the second unit. But it seemed like at times when you're expecting more accuracy, uh, more precision from a veteran quarterback like Taylor, he just didn't really step up, uh, you know, in that regard. So uh, a little bit disappointing there from Tyrod Taylor. Another offensive player here, Mark Lewinsky, who lost his starting job, maybe, 
Uh, he also struggled during live drills and one-on-ones, but the offensive, uh, well, you would, you would think here, let's just say this, right? Glowinski's got a big deal, so it's not like the Giants are going to cut him, but he very well could have lost um, his role as a starting offensive lineman. He's a good player to come off the bench if we really need him, and he could rotate throughout this offensive line as well throughout the season. It's just something to definitely note that during one on, or not one on ones during uh, live drills or uh, team drills, I should say, seven on seven or more eleven on eleven, uh, Kalinsky was out there less uh, than last off season. So something to note or that la- yeah last training camp. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, str- struggled for sure on the offensive line. We saw Bredesen come in for him. We saw Zudu come in for him. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye out uh, for you know throughout the rest of the off season. Like you said, Josh, he's not going to get cut, but um, maybe he is not the starter come week one like many expected he would be. Um, our next loser is Isaiah Hodgins. Um, again, not really a loser, just someone who didn't keep up with the pack, if that makes any sense. Paris Campbell, Darren Waller, Saquon Barkley, um, Slayton, all these weapons for Daniel Jones. It just seemed like Hodgins was very much on the uh, you know back burner compared to those guys. Um, so it's not as much that he had a bad camp or was doing anything wrong per se, but it's just that he only had eight catches throughout camp, yet he was a starter every single day. He was there every single day, pretty much got every single first-team rep, but Daniel Jones just wasn't really looking his way uh, when it came down to red zone, uh, you know, red zone snaps or just literally any snap. He would be looking Darren Waller, Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton first, Saquon Barkley even out of the backfield, Daniel Bellinger. Uh, it just seemed like Hodgins was really on the back burner throughout this first week and a half of open training camp. So hopefully he gets back on track. Um, you know, when he was called upon, he was solid. Don't get me wrong. So uh, more to do, not with his performance, but how he is keeping up with everyone else in his position. And our final loser here on the defensive side of the ball, cornerback Amani Oruarie. Uh He failed to keep up with rookie Trey Hawkins and found himself stuck on the second or third team throughout camp. Now, this guy was a standout for the Detroit Lions a couple of seasons ago. However, that was a couple of seasons ago. Last season, I think he struggled with an injury, and he wasn't as good when he did play, leading him to get benched. I mean, simple as that. So, we'll have to see if he makes the team for the Giants. It was an off-season signing this year. I don't know how much he got paid, if it's like a contract worthy that he'll make the 53-man, and it's a it's a definite, but I do think um, it, it his fate could be up in the air. Uh, we'll have to see. But again, like I said... His season a couple seasons ago was completely like out of nowhere, and it was a sight to be seen. He was very good. Uh, I don't know if it's on a downward spiral. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but that does it for our New York Giants 2023 Open Training Camp winners and losers. Well, we thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Like I said, I don't know for sure. We'll have to figure it out amongst ourselves what we're going to do with like the training camp or the, the preseason previews uh, and how we're going to format that. Uh, but just stay tuned on our Twitter at the Giant Take Pod and Instagram and Face. It's all the same, the Giant Take Pod and all those platforms. Uh, so definitely check us out on there. Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter at JoshLow29. And check out, actually, there's a couple of things you could do. You can go on YouTube and you could check out um, our I Made a Hype video for the New York Giants. So that was pretty cool. I got some highlights from last year. So it's the New York Giants 2023 uh, 24 season hype video. You can check that out. And also our article on Fans for Sports Network, uh, FFSN, is our new home. Uh, and we're very happy that they've been able to give us the opportunity to do that. So that website uh, is, I think it's, is it literally just 
fans for SportsNetwork.com. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but It'll be definitely, in the description. Yeah, or check our Twitters as well. Or our, our Twitter single, the Giant Take Pod. Uh, Alex, anything else before we wrap this one up? I don't think so. It's been a really fun week and a half of camp. Um, you know, I'll just say it again because I know you said it in the video the other day, but thank you for all the support everyone's given us. And uh, I know we talked about it in the beginning of the episode, so I'm not going to say it over and over again. Um, but yeah, it's been a really fun week and um, we're just really excited to keep going and uh, get into the season, preseason, and then eventually the regular season. So um, just really excited for all that. Josh, you got anything else? feel like we're passing it back and forth. Yeah, you're going back and back and forth. I'll wrap this one up. Uh, we thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. We will see you next time at some point for a preview, <laughs> for a recap. We'll have to figure it out after this episode. We'll talk we about it literally. We'll be back at a point in time. We will literally be talking about this one minute after the record button says off. Anyway. Keep an eye on Twitter. It's always on there. We'll see you next time.